0: The 388th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon.
1: Hello, Welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 38 is going to go up to Bronny James. Hopefully he has a quick and full recovery. Thanks for coming to the show. This is our UFC 291 main card episode. I'm one your host, Jeff Chalks Fox, even though I got in some big dogs last episode, so maybe I'm not chalky after all. If you haven't listened to our prelim episode, go back an episode and listen to that. We broke down all seven prelim fights. And like I said, we got in on some dogs. Uh, this is it. This is the main card. Pretty decent main card uh, of the pay-per-view. At the end of the episode, don't run away before then because we're going to give you our locks, our dogs, our props, and our parlay picks to win you even more money. Uh, let me bring in my co-host, um, with some breaking news, that I just read Robbie Lawler isn't ruling out coming back out of retirement. No, really? stop, stop come <laughs> he on, he has a lot left, he has a lot left in him. <laughs> uh, God, it's, it's true, just, I'm not making that up.
0: Nobody, dude, you had the perfect retirement, he, <laughs> yep. he won. And it's yep. just this this is the problem is that when you win, unless you're Chris Lytle who not only has direction in his life and knew what he wanted to do, but also had like a better head on his shoulders than the average fighter. Uh, Unless you're him or somebody, you know, with an adjacent personality, you win by knockout and you're like, score, I can keep doing this. But there has to be a last fight. (laughs) Uh, And like leaving on your own terms is like one of the most noble things you can do. Uh, And also just like being able to realize like, Oh, I did land that punch on Nico price, but also maybe I'm not still amazing, uh, would be helpful. Um, but yeah, that's a, dude, that's a colossal bummer. Don't bring him back at all. If you do bring him back and let him fight somebody who like won't knock his ass out, you know, like (laughs) let him, he can, how about this? He's allowed to fight Gunnar Nelson. He can fight yes. Gunnar Nelson. That's who he's allowed to fight. And then when Gunnar Nelson takes him down and submits him and sauces him on the mat, he'll be like, oh, maybe I am slow and not good at anything anymore.
1: Yeah, I going through more than the headline of the story, it sounds like he's not saying he's coming back. He's, he just says never say never, which usually means you are going to come back. Eventually.
0: Yeah, it usually means he's coming. <laughs> it usually means he's already got a plan and there's a contract <laughs> offer. and. <laughs>
1: He just says uh, he he can't. He doesn't want to do the big long workouts, uh, training camps and stuff. So that's a, another reason to. Oh, him good. When per- per- if he comes back, perfect. Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> nothing says, uh, you know, let's leave the door open. Like I really don't don't want to do the work, and was already pretty sure I was bad at it. But hey, those last forty seconds I fought were swell. <laughs>
1: yep, it is true. It is true. All right, this isn't a Robbie Lawler podcast this week. At least this is a UFC two ninety one podcast. It's going down saturday from the delta center in salt lake city utah last episode we we try to determine whether or not the the commission in utah is good at uh the judges more um more i don't think they, they good are the I, went, I, went, and, I was oh, i was, I was looking research. at
0: i was looking at mma decisions more while we were recording that last episode and i was like oh i think i think they might be bad yeah i, okay. I don't think the judges are good
1: well i don't i don't did, should that affect our picks? Like, how, how can you, how can you handicap something like that? So
0: so you can't handicap anything like that. But also, like, <laughs> you would have to, you would have to look at a fight and be like, oh, this is going to decision. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I, I don't know, especially on this main card, the ones we're about to break down. I don't know that there's a fight on there where I'm like, oh, you know what? Well, maybe one of them. One of them is, I think, going a decision, but the other four I think yeah. are all all destined for finishes. So um, yeah, you don't you don't let that sway you. The MMA gods give it and they take it away when it comes to bad decisions.
1: Sadly, it is true, but us at the Sports Gaming Podcast. Network We just give it and we're giveth some more with our sports gambling podcast, Patreon, do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon, tons of exclusive content contests and merch just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP stories podcast and ad free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being the gens. There's even a discord channel just for patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Okay, Uh, main card time. As I said, Delta Center this Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern. And we're kicking things off with a welterweight fight between Michael Kiesa, yep, and still fights, versus Kevin Holland. Tell you about Kiesa first, Maverick is the nickname. 18 and 6 with 11 submissions. The Knocked Out 1 submitted four times, 11-6 and six in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights. Before that, he won four straight fights. He's not fought since November of 2021. He's not won since January of 2021. 4-0 on the optimal Fighter and the champion of that weight class. I was at uh, Lightweight, which is where he used to fight at. Or was that at Welterweight? Do you know off the top of your head?
0: Uh, I want to say it was at lightweight because he beat James Vick in Ally right. and Quinta on that season, unless they all yeah, went yeah, down yeah. afterwards. Like maybe they all went down afterwards, but I think it was at 55.
1: The tough expert doesn't even know and no one will know. Uh, 2008 was his pro debut. He's got better and stats in Holland. A shock there. He's also struck his UFC opponents by 0.21 strikes per minute, plus 125 Trailblazer. So we have a Maverick versus a Trailblazer. Boy,
0: they have this card. And... Also has two Mavericks.
1: It's right. We have a Miranda Maverick and we have a Maverick, Michael Maverick, uh, Chiesa. Or is it Maverick Michael Chiesa?
0: I think it's in the it Michael Chiesa Maverick. Ma- Michael Michael the Maverick Chiesa.
1: Yeah, I guess so. So we got a Maverick versus the A Trailblazer. All right, Holland twenty-four and nine with one no contest, fourteen knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. 11 and 6 with 1 no contest in the UFC. He's only won one of his last three. and However, he won three of his last five. So 1 and 2 and 3 and 2 is the pattern there. Uh, got one in his last fight via knockout. Used to fight up at middleweight. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. slash store. 2 and 1 is a pro kickboxer. 2 inches height, 6 inches reach over Kiesa. Five years younger than him as well. Twice more active lightning strikes than Kiesa is. And he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.14 strikes per minute, minus 145. All right, I guess I will kick off the main card like as I usually do, uh, not to make Gumby always make the first picks. Um, this is one of the fights uh, you were asking last episode uh, about if I had a trouble handicapping any of the fights. This is one of the ones that I flipped on just today. I'm going dog now. I'm going Kiesa. Um, Obviously, grappling is his, his bread and butter, and it's what kevin holland is not good at doesn't seem interested in being good at it and doesn't ever seem interested in even getting off his back when he gets taken down so i, I just kept picturing that's how this fight was going to go I, uh even when i had holland um pick to win i kept thinking well Kiesa's is going to take him down and then what's what's going to happen so um stuff in uh against kiesa obviously he's been out of the ring for a long time and has not won for an even longer time um, so that is a concern, as is um, Holland's way bigger and way younger. But for dog money, um, that, that's what ultimately swayed me uh, was was the actual line on the fight. Um, I see Kiesa writing his grappling to victory and getting us plus one twenty five. Yep,
0: I'm with you. Uh, I like Michael Kiesa a lot in this fight, and for for anybody who's like, yeah, but he's gonna get smoked on the feet. Is he gonna get smoked on the feet? Like, I, I'm not sure that that's true because. First of all, Kevin Howland, uh, a guy who, who uh, he gets hit a little bit on the feet, right? He's not elusive. And Kiesa can crack on the feet, too. Like, he was beating Sean Brady on the feet. He was beating Neil Magny on the feet. Like, he can go toe-to-toe with people. And granted, those two guys are grapplers. But, like, he's not an incompetent, like, grappler when it comes, or an incompetent striker when it comes to being a grappler. And then, like, I think people sleep on how good his wrestling is. He took Neil Maggie down four times. He took RDA down six times. He took Sean Brady down. Like, the, those are really high-level grappling credentials and really high-level grapplers that he's out grappling. And meanwhile, we're talking about a guy in, in Kevin Holland who, like, you know, Cowboy Oliveira is taking down easily. Kyle Dawkins got down. Derek Brunson's out wrestling. Like, I, I and yeah, like, a lot of those are up at middleweight, which is should be a, well, not... Oh, there was it. But, like, some of those are up at middleweight, which should be a caveat. But, uh, yeah, no, I think Kiesa just takes him down at will. I think, uh, I think he subs him, too.
1: Wow, there you go. Um, mostly, it's Holland just doesn't seem to even have any urgency to get up ever on the ground. Or maybe he doesn't know how. Or he can't get up. But, you know, well, and, and, he's not and, one of those guys that gets taken down and pops back up.
0: Kiesa's not an easy guy to get up on. Like, he, he just no. he, he keeps you down.
1: He's a maverick. There you go. He is a a heavy Maverick, heavy on the ground. All right. Dropping down a weight class, lightweights, Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Ferguson, El Cuque is the nickname, which means he's crazy, right, Dan?
0: No, it's El Cucuy, which is the- El Cucuy, uh, right. And that's the Mexican boogeyman. Oh, he's he's also crazy.
1: A crazy boogeyman is what (laughs) he is. Um, In the cage. He's 25 and 8. 12 knockouts, 8 submissions, been knocked out twice, submitted twice, 15-6 in the UFC. He's lost five straight fights, last two via finish. He's not won since June of 2019. Used to fight at Walshweight 3-0 in the Ultimate Fighter and the champion of that season. Was a regional champ as well, 2008 Pro MMA debut. Inch of height, five inches of reach on green. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.12 strikes per minute. Was a wrestling champion in college, plus 320 is the number here. Green. King Bobby Green. Notice I don't mention interim titles, Dan, because they don't count. Yeah. So I don't care if he was, if he's interim champ, so. um The King Bobby Green. 29, 14, and 1 with 1 no contest. 10 knockouts, 8 submissions. He's been submitted, uh, sorry, knocked out 4 times. Submitted twice. 10, 9, and 1 with 1 no contest in the UFC. 0, oh, and 2 with 1 no contest over his last 3. No contest was his last fight. That was the a cocoa bonk, right? That ended the fight. Correct. Their heads went buying. Yes. Uh, used to fight out well to wait multiple championships on his mantle. Correct. Get shirt sure sports gambling podcast.com/slash store. 2008 was his pro MMA debut. Two years younger than Ferguson, striking and active striking stats in his favor. And he's outstruck his USC opponents by 2.3 strikes per minute, minus 350.
0: Yeah, I'm not touching that line. Uh, that That's going to be my first caveat. I'm not touching that line, but I am picking Bobby Green. Um, the amount I want to pick Tony Ferguson here is pretty high because, like, You know, I'm kind of a guy who's faded Bobby Green in a lot of places, and I don't think he's actually as good as he is. I think Jared Gordon was on his path to beating him there. Um, And, and like, I I think Tony Ferguson, I'm probably one of the few people who still believes Tony Ferguson has got more left in the tank. Um, I'm not writing him off like I wrote off Robbie Lawler 10 minutes ago because he had moments against Michael Chandler, and he had moments here, and he had moments there. But just, like, this is a bad matchup for him because it's a guy who can outbox him. It's a guy who's wrestling's probably a little better than his at this point. You know like Bobby Green's just like a little too fast and it's going to be a little bit too much in his face and and I think that's going to cause him too many problems. So I like Bobby Green. I don't like him at 350. That's a parlay buster if I've ever seen one. Um I'm staying away from that all day. Uh but like you know, you're asking me to pick a winner gun to my head. I I still don't think I like Tony Ferguson even at 325.
1: No, you can't pick Tony Ferguson at at this point um at this day and age uh, probably it's probably a safe fight for him like he's probably not going to get knocked out by green so that that part of it i guess is reassuring maybe that uh will make him feel like he if he doesn't get knocked out make him feel like he can still fight but yeah green is obviously gonna gonna be the pick here just gonna be too active it's probably gonna piece him up
0: also did you hear the media day stuff from tony ferguson
1: no he's probably making a title run though right
0: no but he was blaming all of his losses on the fact that he didn't take any of his last five fights seriously um <laughs> and that he was eating slushies during the week he also said the term eating slushies and that bothered me yeah quite you, don't a bit. You, don't you don't
1: eat slushies you don't eat slushies you drink them
0: you drink them yeah and so he yes. said he said eating slushies and that has been rolling around <laughs> yeah, in my brain a for a while for yeah
1: Thank you. You came through the title or, eat, dan- or eat, uh, Tony good
0: eat, eating slushies, Tony.
1: Well, you you do get those spoon straws though. So I guess you could eat it, but
0: I mean, it would, it would be an absolute Tony Ferguson move. If he just bought like a seven 11 slushie and just then went home and grabbed a spoon and just had at yeah. it with a spoon <laughs> instead of, <laughs> instead of what they yeah. give him to eat with it. <laughs>
1: yes. Fantastic. That would be, that would be the uh, boogeyman's move. Yeah, so Bobby Green is the pick, regardless of, of slushies or not. Um plus it doesn't help that Ferguson got a DUI recently and flipped his truck around, so he doesn't really seem to be on the uh on the straight and narrow here. Um Walter Waits, Stephen Thompson versus Michelle Pereira. I will tell you about Pereira, Polatan. No, that's the other Pereira. He's not Polatan. This one's Demolador, which means
0: demolisher
1: (laughs) yes that's a hard one right (laughs) he's a demolisher he's 28 and 11 with two no contests 10 knockouts seven submissions he should have more knockouts if he really wants to call himself that nickname uh he himself has been knocked out once submitted once six and two in the ufc he's won five straight fights however he's not fought since may of 2022 uh has not lost a fight since february of 2020 is missed weight twice so keep that in mind. Even, even that weight. loss,
0: too, was just because he was beating the shit out of Diego Sanchez and thought an illegal knee might be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot. Yes, his last loss was to <laughs> Diego Sanchez. That does not <laughs> not age well, does it? Um, yeah, he's a fun guy. Um, yeah, he has missed weight. So uh, missing weight tends to make fighters lose in the in the fight, so keep that in mind. When if you're betting this fight, you may want to hang on to a Wednesday, uh, Wednesday till Friday to see the weigh-ins. Uh, used to fight up at middleweight, regional champion, 2011 pro MMA debut. Inch of height on Thompson, ten years younger than him. That is something to keep in mind. Let's take a peek at the stats. Fighters who are at least five years younger than an opponent are winning 64% of the time. This year, it's up to 68%. So keep that in mind. That's uh, he's more than twice that. He's ten times younger than Wonderboy. Uh, striking, active striking, and grappling stats all better than Thompson and he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.31 strikes per minute, plus 130. Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson, 17, 6, and 1. Eight knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. 12, 6, and 1 in the UFC. He's gone 1 and 2, 3 and 2, and 3 and 4 over his last seven in total. Uh, one is last with the TKO, 20 10 Pro MMA debut, kickboxing at champion. Two inches of reach on Pereira. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.16 strikes per minute, and he is at minus 150. It's me. I'm going dog here. Give me Pereira. Um, obviously, the age is going to be a, a big factor here. Um, I would like it if he grapples. I don't know if he's going to. And Thompson is not the easiest guy to grapple against either. Um, mostly, it's, it's prayers, uh, I think, still on his way up and so much younger. I think he can outlast Thompson here. But he's, he's another hard guy to pick against, Wonderboy. But I like the dog money.
0: Is Steven Wonderboy Thompson still hard to grapple against?
1: Yeah, who knows? Maybe not. Because I you do remember, Kevin and, and
0: Kevin Holland took him down twice. Uh, yeah. so like, oh, yes. Yes, true. I don't even know that that's a true state. I mean, Bilal Muhammad took him down seven times. Um, So, like, I don't know that that's true about him. So, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to take Pajeda. I also think it, I, I would rather Pajeda choose to grapple, but I don't know if he will. But even if he won't, yeah. like, I, I think, like, the optics of what Pajeda is going to be doing to Wonder Boy are just always going to look better. Like, Wonderboy in his kind of advanced age or the, the advanced stages of his career, the uh, post-championship run uh, Wonderboy. Let's say the post being knocked out by Anthony Pettis run of him. He's just not laying big things. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, like, he bloodied up Kevin Holland, but it was more of a volume approach and Kevin Holland just not having any gas left. Dude, Pejeda doesn't run out of gas. That guy's doing backflips on the way into the cage. He's doing backflips out of the cage. And even if he looked, when, when he lost to Tristan Connolly, he looked like he could do more backflips. So, like, like it, it's just like, I, I think Pajeda is going to put a pace on him. I think he's going to look better in the judge's eyes. I think he's going to grapple if he needs to. Um, and even if he's too crazy to, I, I don't mind taking the stab here at plus money.
1: Okie dokie. Gumby's got to copy me. He's got to. Um, it is a dog. I, I think he's, like I said, I think he's worthy of, of dog money here. If the lines were switched around, maybe I, I, my pick would be different. But who's to say? We do like the underdogs, and we do like underdog fantasy, of course, because we are brought to you by underdog fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner, and underdog pick is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player profs, and it's available in a ton of markets, plus plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4. I feel like I need echo on my voice when I say that. Uh, where first place gets $1 million. Echo on that too, please. Uh, head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. Um, light heavyweights are in our co-main event. Uh, for, it was rumored that this, this was going to be for the vacant title, but it, it is not. So it's a normal three, five-minute round fight between former champion Black Kovitz versus former middleweight champ Alex Pereira who's making the move up to 205 permanently. It's maybe not permanently, but at least for the time being. Uh, he is Poetan, which means
0: uh, I actually don't know what Poetan means.
1: Hands of steel, I think, or hands of clay or hands of rock. I thought we had talked about this before. As if I remember a nickname and not you. Let me see. Poetan is put in English. You, you tell you, me what it is there. Google? You, you, Stone hands, you, yeah.
0: I like I like how you asked me, but then weren't sure.
1: <laughs> no, but well, I question myself. If you don't know, then Dan, you always make me question myself. Okay, I'm a, I'm always like, oh, am I right? Am I wrong? Because you're the, especially with nicknames. You're the nickname guy. So, anyhow, we'll see if he has the uh, stone hands here. Pereira seven and two with six knockouts. He's got uh, himself. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. So he's been finishing both his losses. Four and one in the UFC. Mm-hmm. As I said, former middleweight champion got knocked out by Israel Adesanya last fight. Um, was a kickboxing champion before this. one knows a pro boxer. Two inches taller than Blachowicz. you got an inch to reach on him. He's four years younger. Striking and active striking stats are better than Blachowicz's. And he's outstruck his UFC opponent, so 1.47 strikes per minute. You can get him at plus 102 Blachowicz's does have a nickname, but he calls himself legendary Polish power, or he mentions it often. He's 29-9-1 and 1, with nine knockouts, nine submissions. Been knocked out twice, submitted twice. 12-6-1 in the UFC. Used to be the champion of 205. 1-1-1 over his last three fights. He did draw in his last fight in a very exciting fight against. Mega Megamed and Kalev, Uh was a KSW champion before this. 2007 Pro MMA debut. Muay Thai world champion. BJJ champion as well. Uh, he's outstruck his USC opponents by 0.6 strikes per minute. He's at minus 110, so pretty much a pick him on the board. The line has moved a bit in uh, Pereira's favor since I broke this down a couple of days ago.
0: I'm uh, I'm going Paeta again. Um, second me Pieda. too. So I'm, I'm sad
1: that the line is moving.
0: Yeah, well, and it, he was at like negative 110. Uh, when it posted no. originally. So it, it, he's like swung to a bigger dog and now it's swinging a little bit closer to even. But I think you'll see some movement and right. stuff like that too. So the, the the first thing I'm going to tell you in breaking down this fight, and I think this is really important for everybody out there who's thinking about betting Jan Blankovic is, if you're thinking about betting Jan Blankovic, I almost guarantee out there you're saying, well, he's going to out-wrestle him, right? That's what he did to Izzy. He, he can out-wrestle him. So I ran some stats here because I, I for once, wanted to be like, I don't feel like Jan gets a lot of takedowns early in the fight, right? Like that doesn't seem like something that he does to me. It seems like something he does opportunistically late in fights when he needs some rounds or something like that. So I ran the stats on it and uh, Jan Blankovic in round one, and I ran the stats for his last 15 fights. So over the last 15 fights, Jan Blankovic has attempted, get this, three takedowns in the first round. In his last 15 fights, he's shot three takedowns in round one. And he hasn't gotten any of them. He hasn't hit a first-round takedown in his last 15 fights. The last guy he took down in round one was Igor Pukrayuk, uh, way back in, like, you know, like 2015 or something like that. Round two doesn't get much better. He's only shot 11 over his last 15 fights. So we're talking about over his last 15 fights. He's shooting about two thirds of a takedown in the second or, uh, you know, in the second round and only about one in between the first and second round. And he's hitting less than half of those. He's hitting five of 11 of those. So he's hitting like, what's that, 46 percent. So, like, he is not hitting at a big rate early. Now, if you run the third round numbers, he does very well in the third round numbers enough so that it brings up his career takedown percentage way over 50 percent. But my point is, is that this is a guy who only gets those takedowns when he notices his opponents are tired, when he knows his opponent's tendencies, when he feels like he can get inside on his opponent. It's not something he has in his early game plan ever. So even if he decides in this fight, yes, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to wrestle. It's a huge change from what he normally has done. It is a huge deviation from his usual game plan. And I think that fact alone means that he's going to wind up striking early with Poiton. And I don't think that ends well for Jan Blankovic any of the times. I, I like Pajeda in this one because of that.
1: Okay. Um uh, This is officially uh Bizarro world now, right? Because yeah, because I'm dropping I'm stats you, like that. <laughs> yep. You're doing stats and I'm, I'm dissecting the nicknames. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, it's tot- we've totally swapped roles here. But yeah, we're both going in on... Uh, prayer. Plus Blankovic thinks he's a powerful striker, which is going to get him in trouble. Well, and, and, and I know,
0: I know John dropped in the discord too. He was like, uh, uh, Jan said something about how he thinks he can stand with them. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, don't always trust interviews, you know, cause uh, fighters, yeah, say one, fighters say one thing in an interview and do another, but also yeah. like if they're not doing what they said in an interview, it's because either they were being intentionally deceptive, which I don't see on Blankovic mm-hmm. being, or, they revert back to what they do anyway, and what he yeah. would be reverting back to is not shooting first round takedowns because it's not a thing he does. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I, I just don't see him getting enough of them here.
1: You think Pereira's going to finish him early?
0: I I do. Um, I, I think people it's sleep an old, on
1: older fire too. He's going against
0: here. Yeah, and it's not like Paeda, it's not like Paeta doesn't put people away. You know what I mean? Right. The, Bruno uh, Silva survived with him, but apart from that, like. I mean, he flatlined Strickland who granted his defense was trash in that fight. And, you know, the flying knee knockout in his first fight. And, I mean, he finished. Is he, uh, you know, he's got the power in his hands to do it. I, uh, you know, I, I, I think if Jan thinks he's going to go in there and throw with him, I think he's going to do it. Pretty
1: sure. I picked Bruno Silva on that fight. I I'm not I sure did. if you did or not.
0: I think I did too. Yeah. <laughs> we were
1: both in on him at that point. So. Yeah. He,
0: he looked yeah. really good. He, he looked. Yeah, he yep, looked like – and I was did. like, he, he could probably grapple him. And to be fair, he lasted 15 minutes and got two takedowns. I I think yep. he did. I think he fought, for our, he fought for our money that day.
1: Even when we're wrong, we're right. That, that's the way it goes around here. All right, title fight time, right? It's a pay-per-view. right. Got to be a title that's... fight at the top. It's for something called a BMF title, apparently, which is a uh, – yeah, not a real title, but it's a BS title. It should be called the BS title, Dan, don't you think?
0: Hey, look at, look at you. Hey, look at you with those Dustin –
1: Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. Question for you. Why is it Dustin Poirier and Daniel Cormier? It's the same style <laughs> last names. And they're you from won't... the same area of the country. Explain, I, please.
0: I, I, I'm going to say it's probably because of the beginning of that name. Corm, Corm is an easy oh, one okay. to add "er" to. Uh, and yep. Poye already makes you sound French. <laughs> true. Poy- Poye. <laughs>
1: it's very good. Uh, when I was listening to Top Turtle this week, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Included. He's saying Poyer, not Cormier. Uh, not Poyer. I mean. But yeah, Poyer is much harder to say. It's true. All right, we got Dustin Poirier versus Justin K. G. A A rematch for the BMF title. So glad this is back in circulation. All right, Lightweights. And we're going to talk about KG first. The highlight is the nickname an apt nickname if there ever was one. He's 24 and four with 19 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. So he's been finished in all of his losses. By my math, he's seven and four in the UFC. Lost win, lost win over his last four fights. 10-0 World Series of Fighting and was the champion there. He was a very fine fighter in there. If any listeners remember watching that, it was good times. Um, 2011 was his pro MMA debut. He was a wrestling All-American in college. Two inches taller than Poirier, more active landing strikes, uh, he's been outstruck, however, by his opponents in the UFC by 0.28 strikes per minute, and he's at plus 130. The diamond, Dust employee, 29 and 7 with one no contest, 14 knockouts, eight submissions. He has been knocked out twice, submitted three times, 21 and 6 with one no contest in the UFC. He's been around for, for a while, 4 and 1 over his last five, and 8 and 2 over his last 10. So he's consistent. Won his last fight via submission. He TKO'd Gaichi back in 2018 in meeting number one. Used to fight down at Featherweight. 2009 was his pro MMA debut. Two inches of reach on Gaetje, better grappling stats, and he has outstruck his UCA points by 1.26 strikes per minute, minus 140. Uh, obviously, Poye is the play for me. Guys that win their, their first match generally win the rematches. Obviously, it's not a uh, 100% thing. Uh, like we just talked about Adesanya and Pereira, for instance. That's a case where it didn't happen, but normally, this is the way things go. If one fighter has another fighter's number, they continue to have their number. Um, I like what I've seen from Poirier more recently. I think he's got more left in the tank. He's the smarter fighter. He's going to rely on his grappling. He's more well-rounded. I um, kept hearing about Gaethje's wrestling. Wrestling is wrestling. He's going to get It doesn't uh, exist. Happy... It's not real. It doesn't exist. It's like, exist. The, it's like it the boogie
0: or the monster under your bed or whatever. <laughs> it's not real. We can keep talking about it. It's not real it in MMA. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. But can he, can he blend it in with what MMA he's doing wrestling. in MMA in his brain? No, there's yes. no way.
1: Yeah. See that, that's, that's the total thing. Most wrestlers, you know, it's, it's, it tends to be the best base to get into the sport in, but Gaethje one of those rare examples of a guy who just, it doesn't, it's two separate things. His wrestling career is totally different from the mma career so
0: well it's, it's one, one of those things thing. that if you don't you don't use it you lose it to quote the 50 year old version or 40 year old version, like <laughs> it's one of those yep. things where if if you even if he's wrestling every day in in the room with Muhammad or uh kamar usman rather like yep. even if he's wrestling with that dude every day what he's not doing is yep. blending it in with his striking as part of a game plan to beat an opponent he doesn't see every day, you know, and, and that is a whole different skill set. And that's why I'm picking Poirier here is that, like, I yep. just don't trust that he can use any skills that we haven't already seen from him, which is just. Bite down on your mouthpiece, throw your chin as high in yep. the air as you possibly can and throw bomb skis, which is why we love to watch him. And it's why I'll never pick him to beat somebody who boxes like Dustin Poirier does, especially at this price. What what did you say we're getting Poirier at?
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing I was going to get you to elaborate on because you mentioned it on your other podcast top for you. Tell the people why we love that line so much.
0: Yeah, like I, I just don't understand how Poirier winds up being – a -140 favorite here being the guy yeah. who won the first one being the guy who knocked him out the first time like being a sharper boxer probably being a better grappler at this point in time and like it's not like Gaethje has shown like any real development right like we haven't watched a fight and been like oh it's nice to see Gaethje do x you know what i mean yeah. it's it's always nice to see Gaethje because he bites down on his mouthpiece and throws with reckless abandon um and like that's worked for him against Michael Chandler and Rafael Faziev and Donald Cerrone and Tony Ferguson. But it doesn't work for him against Dustin Poirier, Charles Oliveira, Habib, or or anybody, anybody with sharp boxing and a decent chin. Um, and guess what? He's fighting a guy with sharp boxing and a decent chin.
1: yep yeah, yeah, don't understand the line, but we enjoy when we don't understand the lines because normally yeah. it's uh... It's good stuff for
0: and, to, us. and to be fair, I will say this. I'm not writing off Gaethje winning altogether. Like, no. it's he can win. No, no. Because, he, again, he's wild man.
1: He's a mad man. Of course okay. he can
0: win. And, but I would just say this. I, I wouldn't be enticed to pick him unless he was, like, plus 180 or plus 190. You know, like, if it was edging towards 200, yeah, I'd, I'd have to sit down and be like, okay, well, he's got better than a two-to-one chance. Like, but at this money, yeah. like, he's, it, it's damn near a pick And And I bet you... I bet your money comes in on Gagey. Um, that's what I'm going to say. I think money comes in on Gagey uh, here.
1: So you think hold off then?
0: I think so. Or, I think by fight time, you'll yeah. see Poirier negative 125.
1: Okay. Well, look at that. He's even predicting the lines for you. Maybe get in on the minus 142 and then and then see. Yeah, Put a bunch of bets in on uh, Dustin Poirier and watch him lose. Um, all right. Recap. We both got Poirier. Uh, we both got Pereira after I typed man's name in. Yep um we both have the other prayer after i type your name in we both have green we both have no yes we both have So we agree dan we tend to do that in the main cards it seems that seems to be our thing now
0: yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a good one too i got a feeling
1: okay all right everyone don't leave everyone don't click off and listen to whatever else you listen to top turtle hopefully and that's it oh i guess you can listen to the rest of the podcast on the sgpn network of course (laughs) haha um we've got our locks our dogs our props our parlays all that fun stuff and we will kick it off with Dan i believe it's your turn this week
0: so i'm going to take a lock, lock please i'm going to take a lock that you don't like i'm going to take roman copy love i i think Bro. he picks i think he picks apart claudio ribeiro i think negative 200 is a criminal price uh give me copy love
1: all right let's see i'm thinking Poye, but i may like another one better here let me see one that's obviously bobby green but i'm not giving you a 3 minus 351 that would just be cruel now wouldn't it um boom, boom, boom. now let's let's go with um i like to forget now let's go with poyer i like Poyet at minus 140 for my lock
0: and i thought about that one too uh, for my dog I and mean, we took a lot of close dogs over the course of this one but the one i really feel the best about deep down i really feel good about priscilla cachaweda and yeah, I was just about to type that. Yep. Yeah, plus two sixty. It's kind of like a man. I, it's kind of crazy. She's betting off at that. So yeah, I'm gonna take my dog of the week and go Priscilla Cachoeira.
1: All right, very. He, he's going. Which, by big. the way, which by the way,
0: I the last big dog I hit was Benoit Saint Denis. Do you know what the number was?
1: Plus two
0: sixty. Plus two
1: sixty. <laughs> Boom! It's all lining up. The universe is is colluding um, to make these picks come through. All right. Uh, obviously I can't go with the same, I could go with the same dog, but I have so many others I can choose as well. Give me Michael Chiesa, um, clear path to victory, a pretty a simple path to victory, something that plays right into his strengths against like Kevin Holland. So give me him at plus 125.
0: All right. Um, Let me just type that here. so, um, I'm, for my prop, I'm going to be kind of lame here. Cause I did just give you a big dog, uh, for my dog of the week, but for my prop, uh, I'm going to go with, um, I- I'm going to take the wonder boy versus Michelle Pereira fight. And again, I I think Pereira is going to do enough to win that fight. I like him in that fight. But I also just think in general, this one's not going to end in a finish. Uh, I think this is going to the judges' scorecards no matter what. Um, Wonder Boy hasn't been finishing people late, uh, with the exception of Kevin Holland, and it took him four rounds to do that. Um, You know, he's kind of more of a point fighter. Michelle Pereira is going to be doing all kinds of weird things, flips and stuff like that. And he hasn't been real dangerous. I I think people forget that, like, when you look at – michelle pereira's uh recent uh recent results he's not out there finishing people uh let me let me run back let me run back his recent record decision against ponsonibio decision against fialu decision against nico price decision against chaos williams he's coming off of four straight decisions the before that it was a submission against uh zalimi madayev so like yeah he's just not finishing people so you can get that fight Goes to the cards, you don't even have to pick a winner. Negative 160.
1: All right, you are lame. Negative, you've changed, dude. You've changed. Um, all right, I'll give everyone a plus prop that Alex Ferreira, be a knockout t k o 180. That's a very good number because that's what the guy does,
0: yeah. And, um, yeah, and uh, I, I think too, if he's gonna win, it, it's probably gonna be a KO. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, okay, so a Peloton KO plus 180. Um, and that yep. wraps up, uh, that wraps up our, our lock song and props.
1: That's right. It is the, that prayer. It is the Alex prayer. We both are going with a prayer in our props, but different prayers. All right. Now for the fun time of the show, where we do our hunger man, John super fan parlay, two fights, which will pay you out big money after they both hit. Go ahead.
0: All right. So I'm going to start with an absolute bomb of one. Uh, I'm going to start with, uh, your dog of the week, uh, Michael Chiesa. Um, I love this prop on its own. I almost actually gave it as my prop of the week, but I, I decided to tone back the the level of my prop of the week. Um, Michael Chiesa's gun us up, Kevin Hollins. I truly believe that it's four uh, ten for Michael Chiesa. Plus four ten. I don't know why it's four ten. What? But it's plus four um, ten. I can't figure it out for the life of me why it's plus four ten. But it's plus four um, ten. So go ahead and get in on that. As long as that number survives uh, people ripping it, you know, at all odds. And then the thing I'm going to add to it, I'm going to take Derek Lewis by knockout. I know you don't like Derek Lewis. You said last episode. No, I do like Derek Lewis. Him. I'm
1: just not picking him. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Derek Lewis by knockout, which let's face it. If Derek Lewis ain't winning the fight, he doesn't knock somebody out. So don't take him on the money line. Take him on the knockout line, which is plus two seventy. Um,
1: Another crazy line.
0: Yeah. Uh, so like, You put those two together, you get 17.87, so almost 18 to 1. Um, On on two results, I feel are kind of likely. 17, what was it again? 17.87. Wow.
1: That's one of the biggest we have. I know it's not the biggest. You can tell me that you hit biggers, but that that is a bigger, So I said, (laughs) bigger hits. But that is a very doable one, too, as I always tend to
0: say. Yeah, I I think so. Like I I think it's one that, uh, that people should be in on.
1: Very, very cool. All right. That is it. I'll recap the fancy picks. Copy and Poye are our locks. Catcher and Kiesa are our dogs. Thompson Prayer to the distance and Poetan Pereira knockout are our props. And then the Hungerman Jong Superfan Parlay, Kiesa via sub and Lewis via knockout plus 1787. Boom. All right. That is enough for all of you. Um, we are going to be back on Sunday to recap and count all the money we made. Till then you can find us in the discord as per usual sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. We're in the fights channel in there. Twitter is SGP and MMA, Jeff Fox writer and Gumby Vreeland. Instagram is Jeff underscore Fox underscore writer. You can get me in your inbox and enter my pickem contest by signing up to my newsletter at dot and listen to Dan's aforementioned podcast, the top turtle MMA podcast, which drops midweek is already out this week. As we speak, he interviews, uh, Dustin Jacoby, who is fighting when's he fighting again? Is it next week?
0: He's he's gonna fight at UFC Nashville, August 5th.
1: Okay. All right. And then a guy from the contender series, an Israeli gentleman whose name I already forgot. Ali something?
0: Ellie a- Aronoff.
1: A- Will I remember his name after he fights Dan? Is he yeah, gonna make a, so, an impression on me? Well,
0: so I'm I'm gonna tease the uh, the people in our Discord who love contender series. I have four guys who I have circled as being our guys on this season. People right. who I think are gonna be like, yeah, that's one of our UFC guys, and Ellie's one of them. Uh he, Ooh, they call him the Israeli tank and it is fitting.
1: He's a big guy. I've seen pictures. Less than two weeks now, Dan.
0: It is it's there. Com- August 8th. It's 8, coming. Right?
1: It's coming. It is coming. Um, we'll have to make do with this normal UFC until we get to the contender series, and that's when the money gets <laughs> printed. Um, all right, Gumby's gonna take us out of here until Sunday. Go ahead.
0: All right, I'm Data Gumby Freeland. He's the Maverick Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.